John, where are you now? Uh, standing in front of a very definitive private uh, sign at the gate to the side of the house, uh, which is a lot larger than I imagined it to be. It's uh, overlooking a beautiful little uh, bay, which I believe Orwell used to take his boats from here. We're on facing um, east. He used to take uh, his motorboats from here and go up north to Corrie Brecon, which is, has an enormous whirlpool. And he used to pass that point and go on to the west coast, where he used to camp. On one very famous occasion, he, he lost his outboard motor and almost drowned in the whirlpool. Um, on another occasion, his one-legged brother is reputed to have swum uh, around the, the uh, spout itself. Now, um, I'm looking sideways at the house because we haven't actually gone onto the grounds. You know, I don't think we're allowed. But um, it's a whitewashed facade, uh, a very large-looking uh, farmhouse, it looks like, with uh, two barns attached to the side. He used to write on the ground floor to the side of the front door um, on the right. Uh, overlooking, I imagine, this gorgeous view with uh, what is known as the little islands, the small islands, which uh, are between here and uh, the mainland. Um, there's no presence. I mean, the house looks well kept. There are cows grazing in the field nearby, so it's obviously somebody's looking after the, the house itself, and the barns themselves look to be in use. Um, So, um, at the time when George Orwell was actually writing in Barnhill, who actually owned yeah. it? I don't know whether he owned it. I suspect not, because what he was doing was farming the, uh, you know, he had goats, and I think there was, uh, he, he was self-sufficient in terms of he had the vegetable garden and all the rest of it, which you can read about in, in the diaries, and he was very meticulous about recording uh, what he had planted, how many eggs his hens had laid, etc. You know, whether the um, goat was uh, was producing milk or, or not. Um, and he was doing this with a local farmer, and they were sharing the profits from the farm. So I, I don't know, I'd have to go back to the, uh, to the diaries or the biography. I, I suspect he didn't own the house. He wasn't a, a wealthy man. I mean, he... he uh, probably couldn't afford it. He was virtually living at the time, I think, from hand to mouth, uh, you know, doing his, his journalism and um, shut away, I think, uh, with a, a strong sense that his days were numbered and that he had to get this, get 1984 out, um, and which indeed he managed, but never managed to see public. Just one moment, John. Just one moment. Uh, so, How this... do you know my name's John. Then? Oh, I didn't know your name was John. I've, um, I've just been approached by a gentleman called John who is tending to the graveyard. Uh, I'm speaking to John Perivaralis, who's currently at George Orwell's cottage in Jura. Right. And uh, we are obviously sat by his grave, yes. Eric Arthur Blair. Uh, do you you work here? At... Well, I'm, I look after the cut the grass here and oh. um, 
to just do general tidy up, singing the choir and ring the bells here. Yeah. Well, so. we were just commenting on how very, very tidy everything is here. And John, you were saying the house is quite tidy. Oh, indeed. Uh, you you called it a cottage. I wouldn't call it a cottage. I call it quite a sizable uh, farmhouse, more than a cottage. Um, it has a, quite a few rooms, and it has two floors. Oh, wow. Um, do you think we should rent it for next year? Uh, most definitely. You, you get quite a few people in here. Actually. We'd have to. I think it's about £800 a week. Oh, is it? Yeah, well, I think, I, think that, I think you could, you could easily get enough people we, to pay that. We've been reminded that the gravesite is free. And once again, for the seventh year running, it's gloriously sunny. And Is it still raining there? It's, uh, it's raining, but very atmospheric. Because as you look out, the uh, water, um, there's a beautiful sort of grey mist. Um, I think this is the best weather to, to be here, to tell you the truth. The islands look as if they're floating in, in the air. I can't um, wait to see some photographs. What do you think um, Eric Arthur Blair would have thought of this? Um, a group of... Uh, uh, thinkers, writers, um, and layabouts um, sitting at his graveside having a picnic and connecting to somebody stood where he wrote that famous book. I think uh, he was a cantankerous old codger. Um, I think he would have uh, told us to get off our backside and do something practical rather than be told <laughs> Well, what would you think uh, he would have don't said? Don't forget that actually he had several very prominent visitors here uh, who were on the left at the time, philosophers, and the people who went on really to form CND and the pacifist movement in the 50s and 60s, In, uh, some including, Bertrand, including Bertrand Russell. I didn't know that. Well, and, and so these were quite some serious activists here, and the conversation today has been... Um, has been revolving around resistance is futile and is there any point in protest anymore? Hasn't everything just got too much and we should just give in to it? What are your thoughts? Clearly people are not doing that um, and clearly social media are not sufficient. But um, as we've been witnessing in the Ukraine and in the Middle East, um, Social media are a vital first step in identifying the participants in political activism that, that follows. But uh, feet on the street and people doing practical things, of which Orwell would have approved, is the vital next step. Um, I think he, he, he would have had a, a pathological dislike of what we call nowadays the chattering classes. Fantastic. John, so glad that you could have shared your opinion at the graveside. Uh, even... Well, I'm, I'm leaving you now, possibly to um, trespass. Uh, so um, the next dispatch might be at Her Majesty's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pleasure, uh, guest room. Pleasure, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, good luck, however many. Okay. You must be a good 600 miles plus, I don't know, away from us right now. Yeah. Uh, 
we must... It took us, I mean, the walk took us about um, an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. So, and you've got, uh, you've got the walk, uh, uh, walk back? Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, I'm very pleased to say there's not, I haven't seen a single uh, CCTV camera. <laughs> uh, the only surveillance on Jura seems to be multiple stags and doe. <laughs> to um, keep a watchful eye on visitors. <laughs> I think your secrets are safe with them. Um, apart yes, from the fact, well, we hope. <laughs> apart from the fact I'm recording we hope this. Unless they've been microchipped, but we can do <laughs> <never> <laughs> All <laughs> the best, like John. I've got a cow looking at me. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no, no time for paranoia with these robot animals. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy your no, we're, we're still here. We'll be here for a little while longer. We'll be packing up shortly. I'll okay. uh, we'll speak to you later, John. All the best. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, bye.